Maybe the whole world is exactly what it seems. Maybe the sky will fall down on tomorrow. But one thing's for certain, baby. We're running out of time. Time! 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 Maybe all the stars in the night are really dreams. Maybe the whole world ain't exactly what it seems. Maybe the sky will fall down on tomorrow. But one thing's for certain, baby. Yeah, it's Wake Up Wake with B Mo time. Go ahead, start the show. <laughs> start the show. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. Welcome back to another episode of Who Wake and Bake with B Mo. Yeah, this is your chance to get uh, insight on how we're building new blueprints, new iterations, new celebrations, new forms of black culture right here every morning, Tuesday and Thursday with a freshly rolled blunt. I am your culture correspondent, your culture analyst, your culturalist for the whole situation. Uh, before we move forward, let's make, sure we, let's make sure we say good morning to the gain of my microphone, okay? To the ink in my fountain pen, all right? To the bright screen of my iPad. Good morning to the lady of the house. Good morning, lady of the house. Good morning, sweetheart. How you feeling this morning? I'm okay. You feeling How you all right? feeling? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. My man Problem Child on Instagram right now saying I got the same crew neck uh, that I have on, that he got on right now. That's right. Because we represent HBCU. Oh, nice. Bowie State. Hey. Hey, man, the buoy. Hey, hey, buoy! Or whatever they say. <laughs> uh, we want to give a shout out to the Washington and former Bridge, WI Bridge DC, uh, or at WIBridgeDC.com or at WIBridgeDC on all social media platforms. Make sure you stay abreast of what's going on in the city, through the city, out throughout the city. I meant to put. Damn it, sweetheart. What? I forgot to put something on here. We're supposed to do an advertisement for the Tell Her This podcast, the podcast oh, of damn. Rochelle. We're going to get you right on Tuesday. Damn it, Rochelle. Maybe we... Nah, I don't want to make no promises, but we're going to get you together. Uh, in the meantime, just listen to my voice and hear me say, go listen to the Tell Her This <laughs> Black Podcast Award nominee, soon to be winner for Best Editing. Make sure y'all go tell Rochelle, Rochelle Rice, Tell Her This Podcast on all social media platforms that we said, what up? We have a very interesting show for you this morning. Uh, of course, it's Thursday, so it means it's time for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award. Also, have a couple of topics that we want to talk about this morning. Uh, give our burning burning question of the roach. We got some blunt manifestations. We got a music video by a girl, Odd Mojo. But before we can do that, I hope, I hope to the heavens, sweet Odd. The people in the comments saying good morning to the lady of the house. Because if not, I'm coming out there. 
I'm yeah. coming out there and I'm moving mouths. Huh? Uh, Kadaro Davis said, good morning, BMO lady of the house. Thank you, Kadaro. I appreciate <laughs> good morning. you. My man's is in California and know the respect protocol from three. Nigga. Five o'clock. Wow. <laughs> Bless you, brother. Right. Bless you. Shout out to you. Bless you. Because when we come to LA, when we come to California, we doing a show at 11, okay? <laughs> we doing a show at 11, all right? Damn. Sunrise Blunt with BMO. What? <laughs> Nigga, we being here sleepy. <laughs> hey, Rochelle. She put hearts. Rochelle in here. Rochelle, we gonna yeah. get you right, Rochelle. That's on me. That's that's on that's me. on me. That's my bad. That's my bad. I got I got it pulled up on my iPad, <laughs> on my on my Mac and everything. I just forgot to put it in the OBS. That's all right. But you still mean the world to me though, right? <laughs> Kadar said, "Yes, sir." <laughs> <laughs> We do it. We're doing that at 11, brother. All right. <laughs> uh, we have some great topics for you this morning. Again, we're going to vote on our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. If you remember from Tuesday, we do have a carryover uh, a nomination that we'll talk about in the second half of our show. Just want to remind the people on Instagram that if you want to see the fullness and the greatness of the show, you want to see me in 4K with these. Look how thick these eyebrows are. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all want to know how little my forehead is? <laughs> you want to know how little my forehead is? Look at the space between my eyebrow and this little piece of hair right there. When I'm lining myself up, I be actually lining up my eyebrow. <laughs> little forehead ass nigga. <laughs> Why are we talking about my forehead, sweetheart? We got some great things we want to talk about this morning. I do all the shout outs. We did all the shout outs. Oh, no. Who we missed? The new Blueprint Newsletter. Oh! <laughs> Make sure y'all subscribe to the new Blueprint newsletter. We are being more consistent on a weekly basis. We're going to have our written Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. Make sure y'all check out the one that we published on Tuesday for our first Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. You know who it is. Uh, just want you to get that read on. It is free to the public, so go to bemobrown.substack.com. Follow the instructions of the Lady of the House's Lower Thirds down at the bottom. Lady of the House is live producing this show. I don't know if I say that enough. I just tell niggas to say good morning. But the reason why these sources and the reason why this scene looks this way, the lights look this way, the Lower Thirds come up, it's the Lady of the House. Thanks for that. It's Lady of the... No, I mean... thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, is the Lady of the House the Paul Robeson Negro of the Year? We'll find out. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> we'll find out. She did get a nomination. Uh, so we'll find out. All right. We have done all the the preambles. Yeah. I want to start this morning with a conversation that I'm meaning to have with y'all. And it is about HBCUs. Okay. Let's start this though, sweetheart, because the people need an incentive to, to, to stick on to the conversation. Let's look at what I consider the most attractive man in public television. Let's hear him give a brief intro to HBCUs. Oh, ah, I was like, who are you talking about? The most attractive man <laughs> in public television. <laughs> Wait, hold up. There we go. Okay. Welcome to HBCU Week. From the campus of Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland, I am your cultural analyst and correspondent, Bryant Bemo Brown. This special presentation lays out all of what you can expect to see for HBCU Week on Maryland public television. For centuries... Historically, black colleges and universities have been building a legacy of equitable and attainable education for its students. An education that doesn't stop at the archways of a classroom or even at the confirmation of a degree. See, the HBCU experience is so much more rich than just the college experience. Today, we're on the campus of Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland. We're gonna have a special conversation between Tetiana Anderson and the President, Dr. Wilson. I'm also gonna talk to a couple of students to see if we can investigate what makes the HBCU experience, the Morgan State Bear experience, much more than just academic accolades. 
I am your cultural correspondent, Brian Bimo Brown. This is HBCU Week. Come with me, y'all. Let's take a trip. Okay. Yeah, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, I'm on yeah. TV, baby. I'm on the type of TV that just don't stream. This is not on YouTube. No. Nigga, you got to go to the station. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you got to turn the channel, whatever the public television station is, and find your boy. Okay? I'm on the commercials. I'm in between shows. I'm everywhere. If it's an HBCU content on Maryland Public Television, I'm there. And to elevate it just a little bit further, not to toot my own horn because we finna talk about HBCUs, this special is also going to be premiering on the World Channel. That's right, regular PBS. Hey. Hey. <laughs> the World Channel. The World Channel, regular PBS. All right, um, there's something I want to tell you, though. So it is not a secret that I am heavily invested into HBCU culture, marching band, Fanatic turned into marching band staff, attendee, legacy attendee that. My grandfather went to an HBCU. My mother went to an HBCU. My grandmother went to an HBCU. Same. I went to an HBCU. <laughs> like we are, it's a legacy of historically black college and university educated folks in one body, two bodies between a lady house and I. But the president of the United States uh, sent out 16 letters to governors of states to let them know that there has been a systemic underfunding of HBCUs. And I want to do a little reading for you, so just hold on tight to me. All right. Land great historically black colleges and university have missed out on more than $13 billion that they should have gotten in the last three decades or so, according to letters the Biden administration sent to governors of 16 states uh, for them to invest more money into HBCUs. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona and Agriculture Secretary Thomas Vilsack sent letters to the governors of Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, Missouri, Oklahoma, South Carolina, North Carolina, Texas, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia. Do these states sound familiar to you? Of the South, okay? <laughs> I think the, the most northern state here would have been, what, West Virginia? But we know what's going on in West Virginia. Racism. Keep going. <laughs> Cardona and Vilsack cited data from the National Center of Education Statistics and found that the gap in founding could have supported infrastructure and student services and would have been better positioned and better positioned the university to compete for research grants. Keep the research grants in mind. And that HBCUs would be much stronger and better positioned to serve its students, your state, and the nation if made whole with respect to the funding gap. The president has put these states on notice that they have there, according to the research, there has been a systemic underfunding of HBCUs. Which ones you ask? I'll tell you. Alabama A&M University, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, FAM, uh, Fort Valley State University, Kentucky State University, Southern University, University of Maryland, Ethan Shore, Alcorn State, Lincoln University in Missouri. Shout out to you. Uh, uh, what's that boy name? Uh, uh, problem Child went to... Uh, Went to Lincoln University, Langston University in Oklahoma, South Carolina State, Tennessee State, Prairie View A&M, Virginia State, and North Carolina State University. Now, if you have been paying attention to this show, we have covered specifically the reparative actions that have been that have been taken by the state in regard to some of these actions. Two of which we're going to talk about specifically, North Carolina A&T, who was underfunded by like $500 million and the state of North Carolina decided to fund North Carolina A&T for that uh, underfunding. It turns out that the $500 million was not enough. Seems like North Carolina A&T is owed another 500 
million dollars totally in one billion dollars to North Carolina A&T. But here's the scary one, sweetheart, because we talked about this with so much bravado and so much pride. Uh, I think it was two years ago, the president of Tennessee State uncovered that at least $500 million of Tennessee State's Tennessee State has been underfunded at least $500 million in compared to the other Tennessee State schools mm-hmm. uh, in which the the governor, not the governor, the president of the university informed the governor, they appealed to the legislative and the legislation said, okay, we'll pay you in halves. We give you 250 now and we're going to work out the other 250 after 2024. In which the president of the university said, I'm not with it. I want my money now. I want it today. The state said, well, you're going to get half now. You'll get half later. She said, okay. Letter comes out yesterday. It turns out that Tennessee actually owes Tennessee State $2 billion. That's crazy. Not $250 million. <laughs> not $500 million split over two years, but $2 bill. Mm-hmm. And you know what the state of Tennessee said? We disagree. <laughs> what? And similar to the video that we watched on Tuesday when Roland Martin was going one-on-one with this man, showed him the stats, and that man that man said it's bullshit. That's what Tennessee said. Tennessee said, oh, the president is using this $2 billion as a political move. Huh? Nigga, we got the report. <laughs> we got 30 years of receipts in this report that said you paid uh, the University of Tennessee this much money, and you paid Tennessee State half that, which means you owe Tennessee State this much money. Um, here's the interesting though. Here's the, here's the interesting part of it though, sweetheart. Here's the thing that gets me excited. Um, what I, what's the number I read? So HBCUs in these 16 states have a total disproportionate funding of $13 billion. $13 billion. Sweetheart, what American institution is still operating with a $13 billion deficit. Is there, about a, is there anyone in business right now operating with a $13 billion deficit? We know Disney is losing money, <laughs> but is there a $13 billion deficit? Doesn't that mean your business is failing? Isn't that, doesn't that mean financially your business is failing? Right. So how in the blue hell <laughs> are all these HBCUs still open and thriving? Right. How? When we look at the survival rate of HBCUs under that lens of being systemically underfunded and the states of these institutions are like, we don't believe that there's an underfunding happening and that underfunding is $1.15 billion and yet Tennessee State is uh, open, number 26 on the HBCU list, uh, well, if I, don't, if, I, if I got this correct, I think Tennessee State is also an R2 institution Mm-hmm. And they just won two Grammys. <laughs> How? Any other American institution that would be $2 billion in a deficit, we would see layoffs, we would see cuts, we would see closed doors, we would hear excuses. It would be all these problems facing any other institution, but it pertains to my HBCUs, okay? Because I go to Tennessee State now. Not really, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. When it comes to my HBCUs, no, we're doing just fine. Pay me my money. You owe me $2 billion, but pay me my money because I'm doing just fine. I want to circle back to the R2 institution. To my people who just joined on Instagram, what's up? Come join us over on YouTube because it's about to get real good, okay? (laughs) I want to get back to the R2 institution. So in the letters 
that uh, the president wrote to these governors. He says, uh, oh, I'm sorry, the, the Secretary of Education and Secretary of Agriculture say, uh, cited data from the National Center of Education and Statistics found that the gap in funding could have supported infrastructure and student services and would have better positioned the university to compete for research grants. There are three levels of research institutions, R1, R2, and R3. R3 is for your regular and people who just look at hypothesis. R2 is the middle of the road, and R1, that's where you find your elite institutions who are leading in research. You know how niggas be like, oh, I read a study out of UCLA, or I got a study out of Harvard. These are well-funded research institutions who have a history and the infrastructure to support long-form research. Mm-hmm. Now, UCLA and Harvard, they be looking at medical, they be looking at behavioral sciences, all types of studies. But only at HBCUs are you going to get very specific black studies. Right. How can we, how can we solve sickle cell? This is what's happening at R2 institutions at HBCUs. How are we solving this black wealth gap? How are we solving the technology gap? How are we, how are we rewriting uh, red lines and gerrymandering districts. This is happening at R2 institutions. There are 11 total R2 institutions, sweetheart. I'm sorry, there are 11 total HBCU R2 institutions. Why are six of them on this list? That's crazy. <laughs> so without the funding, while being $13 billion in deficit, according to other universities, these institutions have still reached a level of R2 status without the proper funding, without the proper infrastructure. They have still done the work to make it to this level. So if they had, so I'm looking at FAMU in particular. FAMU is an R2 institution, right? Mm -hmm. um, FAMU is an R2 institution. They've been an R2 institution for a little while. They are currently number three on the HBCU list yep. of best schools in 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, and FAM is an R2 institution, and yet they are—they were underfunded by $1.1 billion over the last 30 years. Are you telling me that FAM should have been an R1 institution already? There are no HBCU R1 institutions. <laughs> are you telling me that FAM, you should have been an R1 institution already? That's wild, yeah. Morgan State, in which, the, which I was at for the HBCU video, I learned so much standing on the campus, and they're talking about the R2 status and how much money and time and vision it took from 2018 to now to get to the R2 status. And when I look, when I was standing on the campus of Morgan State, it wasn't HBCU, sweetheart. But for the first time in my college visiting experience, it felt like a state school. Yeah. It felt like a state school full of black kids, meaning the buildings were beautiful. Mm -hmm. The opportunities were abundant. The things that you could check out were infinite. You know what I mean? Right. And there was a pride amongst the academics of the institution regardless of where the sports were, regardless of who the teachers were. There was a pride on this institution that we are an R2 institution. We research. We know what the fuck we talking about. Right. Such a pride there. You mean to tell me Morgan State, who has also been underfunded by $577 million, they actually just got that, got that back. You mean to tell me their cousin, the University of Maryland Eastern Shore, could have been an R1 already? Right. <laughs> so when we talk about Tennessee State, Tennessee State was earmarked $250 million of the $500 million that was owed, saying that the state would also provide the other $250 million. But it turns out that even with that $500 million, they still $1.5 billion short. Why is Tennessee State an R2 university? 
we $1.5 billion short in our funding in comparison to University of Tennessee. University of Tennessee and R2 school. We are. We could have been an R1 institution by now. You know how much money you could bring to the state with federal research grants from R1 institutions? So you know who's shooting themselves in the foot? These states! <laughs> right. And the president, which I understand, it's election time. Maybe you feel a little jaded, the president all in your business, but the president didn't demand you. It just said, hey, you know what? You're a little short on the bill. And because you're short on the bill, you know how much money your state is missing because you refuse just to to, to provide funding equitably, funding that the federal government gave you to provide to them and you didn't do it. And now you're wondering why your state's short? Six R2 institutions, Florida A&M, Southern University, University of Maryland Eastern Shore, Tennessee State, Prayer View, North Carolina a and It just so happens that all those have amazing bands too. Right. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. So when I was having a conversation with my man Slashby, talking to Slash over threads the other day, and he was, he was wondering why more HBCUs uh, aren't trying to be dominant in Power 5 athletics mm -hmm. to which I responded to him I would rather our institutions go to Morgan Way I would rather you invest in being a high-end research institution that happens to yield athletes because you have such a dynamic university program rather than we spend 20 million dollars trying to trying to get Allen Iverson to be our fucking basketball coach like what yeah <laughs> And that's why Deion Sanders was the Paul Robes and Negro of the Week, because we got to have the conversation of what is the true purpose of athletics at an HBCU program. I, in this letter, it don't say nothing about athletics being underfunded. Right. The school was underfunded to do its purpose as a research institution. Make my school smart. <laughs> I want my university to be pumping out research. Right. If a nigga can dunk, great. <laughs> But can he dunk on these research papers? That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> not to not to say like the kids at Booker T. Washington performing arts, performing high school for uh, arts and, and performing arts. Not to say that they should just be in the books. But if we focus on the academics, including the academics of the culture, we can create more culturally rounded people, more culturally sounded people, a more sustainable and equitable HBCU experience. I am just a, you know what? I didn't have this before as a Paul Robeson <laughs> Negro of the Week Award nominee. I would like to nominee these 16 HBCUs who have been radically underfunded, yet their doors still open, yet their mm -hmm. bands still crank, yet their students still learn. And the state of, oh, I forgot to say this, the, the state of Tennessee had the nerve to try to put pressure on Tennessee State to fire their president for increasing freshman uh, enrollment without increasing infrastructure. So when the government asked the Tennessee state president, how come you got all these students that don't have dorms? The president asked the question right back. Yeah, how come I got all these students that don't got no dorms? <laughs> Where's my money? Right. That's my Paul Rosen Negro. Our Paul Rosen Negro of the Week are these HBCUs who have been $13 billion underfunded, yet that door is still open. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I, I am waiting for the people to name me an, inst an American institution outside of the U.S. government who is using our money to subsidize themselves outside of the American government. Name another institution that is $13 billion in debt still operating with excellence. I dare you. <laughs> What are your thoughts, we are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I think that speaks to the resilience of HBCUs and, you know, our people. Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> we shouldn't be able to create and do the things that we do with what we have. It should be impossible. Right. Over 30 years, I'm $1.5 billion short mm -hmm. of the funding that I needed to operate this university. Yet we have grown and I got two Grammys? Right. And then I'm also kind of thinking like, it's not really related, but it kind of ties into it. You know, the whole bootstraps mentality. Mm -hmm. How can, you know, <laughs> they're like, oh, we have the same playing field. Like, why can't you just <laughs> pull yourself? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> and, and you know what's crazy? <laughs> they use the bootstraps to try to demean us. Mm -hmm. But in actuality, they're like, yeah, nigga, we did the impossible. Right. Yeah, I did pull myself up my bootstraps. Exactly. My question is, you got way more boots and straps than I do, and you, your ass is struggling. Right. Why, you not an R2 institution. I'm confused. Right. We solving problems with $1.5 billion in debt, and right. your asses can't stay away from litigation? From hazing? Come on, bruh. <laughs> Fuck out of here, volunteers. Harvard, stay in the news. Harvard, stay in the news. Harvard just called, Harvard was just called one of the most unethical institutions in American history. Not in history. <laughs> Sorry. Think about that. That is wild. They got that funding though. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> they got that funding though. All right, you got any comments? Um, is it busting on the show today? The people, are the people here? Oh yeah, it's buzzing. <laughs> oh, it's buzzing? I can't see the comments because the lighting away. Well, um, we got a, several good mornings. Good morning. Um, we got Who said good morning to the people? Micah. Good morning, hey, my Micah. Man. Maurice. Quincy Jones. Hey. What do you say? Huh? Maurice? No, I'm I'm saying the people who said good morning. Oh okay. Yeah, Micah, Maurice, good Natalie, morning. Empress, yeah. and good morning, Empress. How you feeling? Jordan. What's up, Jordan? And Maurice said, hearing all this, we could we could have had our Black Space program. That's correct. Right. How much did it cost to build that bomb? The <laughs> nuclear bomb? Was it $10 billion or something like that? Man, we could have been on the way. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Mike. Mike on Instagram. Uh, and Mike, we over on YouTube if you want to catch the full flavor and beauty of the show. It's finna go It's finna go up here in a second. You got any more comments we have? Um... Empress says, feeling good. Thank you. Good. Hey. Good. I'm glad to hear. Yeah, that's that's all we got. Now. Okay, for sure. For sure. All right. Then let's um let's do this, sweetheart. It's uh 32. Let's take a quick break. Okay. Uh we're gonna watch Space by my girl Odd Mojo. Make sure you go check that out on all social media, all music media, all video media platforms. Space by my girl Odd Mojo, O D D M O J O. Oh, excuse me. Um Oh, pardon me. Make sure you go check it out. We'll play the space video by Odd Mojo. We'll be right back with more. Who wake and bake? We it be mo? Yeah. 
Get your blunt manifestations ready. It's almost that time. Hey, yo, bro. Yeah, wake up. Where's my packages? I just thought the anniversary for me and Davon is tomorrow, uh, so we may slide or I don't know. Yeah, you on that cuffy shit. I you feel know what you. Um, well, let me know. Hit me up and okay. I'll, I'll pull up with you if you go. You be off your solitude vibes. I don't you know, know I'm always on my space vibes. I like my own space. You already okay. know. But I'll let you know. I might, but I'm really thinking about writing some music. Okay. You want to? Yeah, I'm going to go up because he sucks and okay. you lost my packages. Yeah. So, yeah. See, you know what? That's cool because that's exactly why I be eating your door dash. That's exactly why you can do that. Wow. 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 <laughs> Yo, babe, look, look. <laughs> Yo, do you see this? TikTok is so wild. Like. <laughs> Yo, wait, where you going? Babe. Babe. Where you going? Hey. Hey. Yo, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Yeah, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Yo, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Whoa, hey, whoa, hey, yeah. I need some space right now, six feet away, get your own J, nigga. I'm smoking on a personal, ayo, and this is personal, whoa. Be careful of the energy you project. Sun telling me you don't really care. Living life on the edge, nah, I don't want that near. Yo, they say, uh, they say a lot of things, but they don't really mean it. Hey, whoa, I can tell that you're fiending. For my company, you wanna be all over me. Manipulate with Jack. No, I gotta protect my space. Hey, whoa, hey, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Yeah, I need some space right now. I need some space, space. Whoa, six feet away. Get your OJ. Smoking on the personal. Hey, and this is personal. Space like Capricorn is. So please respect this. It don't got nothing to do with ya. I'm finding my bliss. Setting boundaries, you can I need some space. Right now. Mm. Right now. Get in touch with my life, uh, it's a beautiful sight. Do you know that we celestial beings? We are all stars, yet we are not the same. 
Going tall from the plains, sprouting real high. Oh my, manifested from the skies. Oh yeah, my circle real small. Keep my family around me like we fast and furious tall. Need some space around y'all. Yeah, I need some space around y'all. Welcome back to another episode of. Uh oh, what did I just do? My bad. Welcome back to another episode of Who Wake and Make with Mo. Yeah, it's just me and you now. What you mean? Not me and you. I'm talking to the people, sweetheart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to the people. It's me and you now. It's me and you. We didn't got the people off the Instagram. It's just us. So let's have us a great conversation. Uh, we have another couple of things we want to talk about of course it is time for our Paul Ropes and Negro of the Week nominees and our blunt manifestation so we need something from the people from the people we definitely need your Paul Ropes and Negro of the Week nominees and if you have blunt manifestations let's get those in now because we about to start manifesting all right here we go here we go sweetheart who did the first manifestation yet last week was it you or me Tuesday I think it was me okay I gotta go first this time yeah. you still manifesting that car or should we we should say car or should we say sustainable transportation? I was thinking that, but that, that could also mean like, oh, you get on the bus every time it, it's there, you know? It's true. No, I, need <laughs> I don't want to realize. Not true. No, I need a car. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, need a, we need a car or to, and we need to move. We need to get up out of here. We finally got the IZ number so we can start looking for some places more seriously and more independently. This is real. What else? Strength, courage, and wisdom. That is very real. I want to definitely manifest this this radio show, right? I do think that I belong on Sirius Radio Channel 126, Urban Voice. I would love to have a show at 6 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays or whatever available time spot is, is there for me so I can get that I can get the support from a major institution. I love the Wake and Bake with Be Nights. I love y'all. And when we move on to a new format, y'all will be the OGs that keep everybody else in check. But we need to everybody else. Need, mm, I would like to everybody <laughs> else. Um, and that financial immediacy, you know what I mean? That financial security and immediacy is taking too long. It's yeah. too much different distance between my labor and compensation. Like you have money with your name on it, but like several, several monies with my name on it. But it's it's not here yet. It's not here. And I do not appreciate that as much as as I probably shouldn't. Should? Why they start so early? Get out of here, construction folks. Uh, and if these construction folks are hurry the fuck up. 
safely. It's been all summer. <laughs> all summer. What you manifesting, sweetheart? I'm gonna go with um, good health. You know. Okay. For us, for our families, okay. friends. You mm-hmm. know. The community at large. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Good mental health. Good also, mental health. Yeah. yeah. Stability. Mm-hmm. You know that that whole thing. Um, peace. Oh, yeah, I think we have peace right now. Okay. We're in a peaceful situation. <laughs> We're in a peaceful situation. What What do they say? Oh yeah, be 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 your peace. <laughs> you gonna be my peace with that? <laughs> um. Yeah, because I, I don't. I don't think our our lives are too chaotic or dramatic. At nah, least not right so. now. So. <laughs> I don't think so. They were at one point, but you know. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for now. Still want clarity for my friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Clarity within their own minds and, and mindsets. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like that. I like that. A car, principles, safety, strength, courage, and wisdom, health. These are all great things. Anything's more specific, sweetheart. Like a like a physical something? Yeah, maybe. Mm, well you already you already said the car and moving. Um I need some space, space. Go oh, oh, I would like to travel. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's manifest some traveling. So we'll get that car and we'll go somewhere. For leisure. For Not, leisure. Yeah, what yeah. What's the place I, I told you yesterday? Oh, what did you say? I should have written it down. I'm going to look it up because Izzy told me about times. it. Yeah. Izzy and Gerald told me about it. They went out there. Izzy took a mama for fellow Wake and Bake with Bimo Night. Mm-hmm. Marissa took her to this outdoor museum. I think it's in Maryland. We're going to try to run up there. Uh, within the next couple of weeks, I think we can make it a whole little getaway situation. But yeah. Okay. Uh, and shout out to Cadero for becoming a new subscriber to the new Blueprint newsletter while we were talking this morning. Hey. Good morning. Good morning, Cadero. Appreciate <laughs> you, brother. And he paid the $5. Thank you. Hey. Shout out to you. Hey, we can pay the rent now. <laughs> no, no, I'm playing. <laughs> Weren't we just talking about <laughs> before the show started? What's up? I was like, what, what could $5 get you? The five dollars can get you the new blueprint, blueprint newsletter. Yeah. All right, so I was like this one, and um, and we got and some manifestations these. from the people. Oh, tell the people oh, as I'm lighting the blunt. Read the people's manifestations. Okay. Well, first, uh, Akila says, "Grand Rising, BMO Lady of the House, and BMO Nights. Happy, happy Thursday. Good morning, Akila. Happy Thursday, hey, Akila. Where you at? And then she says, "Last few days of summer ends on Friday. The little like shooting star. Let me tell you, Akila. Every time I look on Instagram, Akila is not here. Really? Yes. <laughs> I, I have a feeling Akilah's going to go to Shaka Conway. I'm sorry. Tina Turner. Turn away. I'm not mad at it. I don't owe this country nothing. Right. I don't owe this place shit. Fuck this place for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them for real. Uh, Kadaro uh, uh, says, manifesting this business funding and a creative space for my nonprofit arts organization. Okay. Oh, I love that. Okay, I love it too. Yeah. Run the Trap and Drop the Bass says, that was the best manifestation, that space song, because it takes... Real knowledge of our people to be grounded in ideals. Yeah, because, right, good health is a great goal. I like the one stated above, too. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Who's that? Bring the trap, drop the base? Run the trap and drop the base. Mm-hmm. Run the trap, drop the base. Appreciate you, brother. Um, Akilah says. Sister. Right. <laughs> Akilah says, I want to come 
Last few days of Virgo season too. What we going? Oh, t- sweetheart. <laughs> she talking about she want to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Okay, sweetheart. I appreciate those manifestations. Mm-hmm. Um. I just want to say you got to get that black boy joy up on your brain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, oh, one more time. <laughs> um, this next topic, I want to start with 20. Oh, wait. Akila says she's <laughs> she's stateside. Now, Costa Rica, Jamaica, LA, or ATL before the year's out. Yeah, right. Damn. Right, right, right. All right. Or all. Knowing your ass. You'll find a way. That's goals. <laughs> I want to start. Are you getting the traveling bug? You said a travel blog? Travel bug. Oh, travel bug. Me? I have noticed, this is not our next topic, but I have noticed in my lifetime that women around your age start not being here more often. That makes sense. And you have been stating that pretty em- empathetically, emphatically for the last couple of weeks that like, you got to get out of here. It's low-key been like a year now. <laughs> oh, just, damn. Yeah. Damn, I've been 50 years. Uh, I've been 50 <laughs> weeks short. Sorry, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I love to travel, but I'm also, in light of everything that's going on in the world and like in the area and just in life in general, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm feeling less tied to where I am not necessarily trying to escape from something but right. also knowing that there is more out there yeah there's a lot to see and be seen a lot to experience I was listening to Bomani this is like a year ago now and Bomani who is in his mid 40s now yeah said he just got to travel book what and he said uh, he noticed the women around him in his 20s were doing the thing that he's interested in doing now Mm-hmm. And the way the way he was kind of making sense of it on that podcast was like he didn't feel stable enough in himself until he was in his mid forties to be like okay now I can take this thing on the road per se. Interesting. And I kind of feel that way right now. Like I don't want to. There are places that I want to go and things that I want to experience, but I do not want to experience them in the current situation that I occupy. That makes sense. Like I really. Uh, I really want to go to Ghana. I really want to find my people. I want to do the Natalie thing. I want to meet the chief. I want to meet the king. I want to meet him. I want to like be in the in the minutes. Like I want to. I want a new name. I want all that shit. Mm-hmm. But like I and you know what I'm saying this could also just be a, a, a veil of capitalism. But I don't feel like I am in a position where I can just go do that and make sure that I'm still secure when I get here. When I get back. Okay. That could be a mental fallacy. Probably is, but it's just how I feel. Hmm. I wonder if you need to unpack that. Yeah, you know, I got therapy to go to. <laughs> I ain't been, but I'm gonna get there one day. Shout out my nigga Carl. Okay, let's get to the next subject though, sweetheart. It tastes good. It tastes good? This is a mix. Mm. Uh, I wanna talk about joy. I've been editing the show, pulling out Paul Rose and Negroes of the Week, looking at the world around me, and the thing that is missing 
the thing that I miss seeing is dumbass twenty year olds. <laughs> and I'm saying that in I'm saying that uh with inspiration from Leslie Jones's joke that we're gonna play here in a second. But there's a lot of joy missing from the world. Yeah. A lot of death, a lot of divorce, a lot of disease. Mm-hmm. Uh the black girls is magicking. <laughs> but the black boys don't seem too joyful no more. Yeah. Yesterday, I will say this yesterday. Yesterday, my man Pizze is back in town. Peace. Uh, you can kind of see his work. This is Bing Bag that's holding up our mojo right here. Um, Pizze is back in town. I ain't seen Pizze in like two years. So we hanging out. I go to his studio. He shows me his Yoruba Legos, which are not Legos. It's his invention of himself. But we'll talk about that another time. Uh, and in Pizze, in the middle of us hanging out, I was just supposed to be dropping off some of these things to him. In the middle of us hanging out, this nigga's like, oh, I got to go to this event real fast. And the event that we go to is uh, a CBC event with Joe Fresh Goods. Yeah. And I love Joe Fresh Goods. Joe Fresh Goods, uh, had done that. he's the one who did that partnership with New Balance that says that we outside, we not outside. He did a partnership with 7-Eleven with these dope-ass shirts. As he described himself yesterday, he is a poet who releases merch. Okay. And the thing I love about Joe Fresh Goods, and I told him this, is that I love your advertising. I have been in advertising rooms, especially with black advertisers, and I know how niggas just manipulate the culture to sell products. And your advertisements, you telling the truth, and I can see that. Uh, I walked up to him. I told him this. I gave him his flowers. This is a very popular phrase these days. Woo. And this nigga Joe, uh, this nigga Joe said to me, he was like, man, I know a lot of niggas feel that way, but when I pop up in these cities and I go to these different places, niggas just don't say that. Niggas will give you the standoffish what's up from the corner, yeah. but I know what y'all thinking because I'm a nigga too. <laughs> And I'm saying this to say that, like, maybe there's not enough black boy joy in the world. Hmm. Maybe the joy, if black girls are, are, I put this up in air quotes, if black girls are responsible for the magic, for mm-hmm. the manifestation, for the creating of things out of nothing, yeah. for the resilience of blackness, and black boys have been assigned joy, are we, are niggas joying anymore? Because the sons of Samuels just out here upset that the black girls is magic. And that seems to be the majority <laughs> response of black men is that we upset somehow about black women. But I'm not seeing too much like. And I, you know what's crazy? And because it was attacked during Me Too, I understand it. But I'm not seeing too much boyhood. Yeah. I'm not seeing boys being boys. And I'm not mean like the passive violence of women. I mean. The dumb, physical play, yelling, incoherent attempts at trying to be this big thing, but you're still this small little kid that loves dirt and frogs. I mean, where the boys at? From the front to back, okay? (laughs) Where the boys at? Until I was concerned, sweetheart. Uh, Because I feel like the, the... the last time I seen twenty year olds was at the March for Our Lives when that when everybody from sixteen to twenty one marched on Washington for gun control. <laughs> Good God, <laughs> why? 
Oh my God. I didn't attend my first march until I was like 28. <laughs> With you. <laughs> and, I was, <laughs> and I was the young 20. And you was the young. That's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. Let's play the Leslie that Jones That wasn't even joke. my first march. That's wild. Let's play the Leslie Jones joke. Uh, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Enjoy your damn 20s. Y'all out here marching. <laughs> I never marched in my 20s. The only marching I did in my 20s was to the liquor store. Yeah, Bacardi. Uh, tequila, tequila, tequila. Do you think I knew who the president was in my fucking 20s? Hell no. Every 20-year-old's night should end with glitter and cocaine. of Gen X whose phrase is leave us the fuck alone scared of peanut ass nigga that's their whole motto <laughs> Leslie Jones of Gen X makes the jokes which you know I believe jokes are still reflections of the truth that in her 20s in the 80s it didn't fucking matter to her who the fucking president was now when I get on the, when I get on the onto YouTube, I'm seeing 19 and 20 year olds at Trump rallies trying to expose the truth. They out here breaking cults at 19 and 20. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Not the exact experience, but I was drinking Mad Dog 2020 in, in the dorm of Slow when I was 20 years old. <laughs> I remember at, I remember at Slow, uh, they were doing, there was a, a oh my God, there was a uh, ANC meeting and the ANC meeting was to talk about the existence of this school that was across the street from Slow. This school that you don't even know exists because you're about to hear the results. They invited us because they said, because you guys live here and have addresses here, you can vote in the ANC meeting against the destruction of this school. We can renovate the school instead of destroying the school. None of us showed up to the meeting. Oh, damn. But when they tore the school down and put up a dog park, all of there was there in protest though. <laughs> This is what I was doing at 20. The 20 year olds now, they would have been at the ANC meeting. This right. is what I'm saying. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. And 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 that's great and all. <laughs> but where's the joy? Where's the stupidity? Where's the immaturity? Where's the youth? Is it ridiculous that I that I'm yearning for that for that representation of youth? Do we need to have an abundance of social responsible young folks at 20? Maybe. I don't. I don't think we need to, but we've been it's through a nice. lot. <laughs> we've been through a lot. But what are twenty-year-olds who just <laughs> who just hanging out? What are twenty-year-olds that just chilling? What are twenty-year-olds who just exist in pure joy? And then, you know what I'm saying? Leslie Jones gave me the joke, and then sweetheart, <laughs> my Paul Robeson Negro of the Week nominee, sweetheart, if you'll have it is a young man who is the, the, the Twitch king, Kai Sinat. I think he's like 20, 21 years old. Does the 24-hour streams on Twitch. Is some of his stuff problematic? Probably, because he is 20, 21 years old, hasn't learned things, hasn't unlearned certain situations. But the joy that I saw this young man bring 
to a person who was my age, bring out the black boy joining him, the joy that I saw him be able to create within this individual almost got me weepy-eyed. Play the video, sweetheart. For my Paul Robeson Negro of the Week nominee, I nominate Kai Sanat for his 24-hour stream with Offset. Offset! When I seen this, bro, it made me happy. It made me smile, bro. I had the most fun in a very long time this weekend. Okay? Chat, I'm not going to lie, bro. I'm not going to lie. Chat, Offset texted me a whole paragraph after that and said, really thankful for the time and fun, bro. W the whole w gang loved them like they my brother. Thank you, bro. I haven't had fun like that. I haven't fun like this. I haven't fun like this in life for a long time, bro. I needed that in my life. Been so serious for so long. Be going through shit um, with no fun. Thank you. Thank you. Basically, that's what he said. Offset portrays a hood nigga. And the following is not excuses to offset, Offset's behavior, but this is the reality of his life. Offset has like, wait, three, four kids? Four, three, four? But there's two baby mothers, Cardi B, and there's another young lady before her. Yeah. So there's got to be some, I don't know the relationship, but I imagine there's some tension there, there's some, <laughs> some energy there. That everybody might be cool, everybody might not be cool, but it's still a relationship that you got to manage. Offset is also a hood nigga. Again, these are not excuses of his behavior. But while this is happening, while Offset is in this 24-hour stream, Nicki Minaj's husband and goons is looking for him. And, like, that's a, a whole thing. Like, it was a whole, the whole drama over the weekend while Offset was at the Colorado game and on Kaisenach's 24-hour stream is that Nicki Minaj's husband and goons was looking for Offset outside their house in, uh, in New York. Why? And today, the police department had to issue uh, 180, uh, uh, what's it called, house arrest for the husband of Nicki Minaj because he already on parole for threatening Offset online. That's crazy. <laughs> Why? I don't know. And this is not a moment that I excuse that behavior because maybe he did something, maybe he didn't do something. I don't know. But I'm just talking about the pressure and stress of that life. Parent of four kids, two other co-parenting with two people, has goons looking for him, and also... Maybe his best friend died a year ago. Mm -hmm. Murdered while he wasn't there with his other best friend. And there's tension there. He's dropping a new album. All those things have been deemed unfun as an adult. Again, not an excuse of his behavior, but a recognition that those things exist. My man is stressed. According to the to the to the public health officials, stress is a contributing factor to the heart disease that runs rampant in black society. When we read the report from the vice president about black maternal health, the vice president said we cannot be uh, we cannot be sincere about proof about changing maternal health if we are not changing the psychological systems that affect women in their communities. Meaning the community is having a direct effect upon your health, your physical health. So when I ask where the joy is, play the next clip, sweetheart. When I ask where the joy is, Momo! 
where the joy is, sweetheart. Where is this? And I would just like also to say that Kai Sinat is considered a member of the black press. Offset is there to promote his album. Mm-hmm. Kai has a million subscribers or however they count them on Twitch. He is a media outlet. Mm-hmm. Offset is using him for media outlets. And yet at the end of this media outlet, Offset sends a paragraph text, which in the hood nigga community is considered emotional. <laughs> saying that he appreciates the joy because life be life in. Play the next clip, sweetheart. Because it don't end there. There are so many clips of Offset that are just jumping around the internet. I'm going to play a couple more. Uh, and then, I'll, then we'll go to our Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. Yeah, I'm streaming 24 of them, 24 of them. I'm about to put you on speaker too. They finna hear what you say. For an hour? 24 hours. Shit, I wish that, this is what I need in my life for real. I need to be, you need to be streaming every single day for 24 hours so I can know everything you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, every Every second. Can I? No, 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 never. No, stop, bro. Stop. You wild. Bro, you never. No, bro, 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 no. You wildin', bro. Look, look, listen, look, bro, listen. You never. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Right, relax. Hold on. Wait, wait. Miss, Miss, Miss Cardi B. How you doing, Miss Cardi? Talk about some Miss Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> Play the next one, sweetheart. Pete playing on the phone. Uh, is this the same? Because it's, it's, it's like it's the same. Wait. You got no sound? Or is nothing there? It's nothing there, but the video is there. Well, maybe I don't have a couple more. <laughs> maybe that's it. But sweetheart, yeah, it's I, the same one. Same one. Okay. Yeah, okay, sweetheart. There are other there are other videos of him dancing and hitting his his forward moonwalk because you know Offset can really dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I want to consider Kai Sanat, Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. I know he started that uh, riot in New York by inviting some of his friends. Uh, down to to the park to get some free PlayStations and that created a riot which created a whole bunch of destroyed court <laughs> destroyed cars but you know what you expect 16 to 20 year olds to do when they let loose in the streets right. <laughs> they supposed to do dumb shit okay <laughs> so if there are marchers in the world I want to appreciate the joyful okay so Kai Sinat you are being nominated for our Paul Ropes and Negro of the Week I wonder if the people have comments sweetheart what are your thoughts what are your thoughts it's Did you accept my nomination? And what are your thoughts? I accept your nomination. Yes. Yeah, it seems like um, wholesome fun. <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, Offset does need that, and not just Offset, but like black men in general. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, it's been a stressful past few years. People have been through a lot. And yeah, things are very serious, like all of the time. All the time. Oh, poor Johnny Mims who got arrested in front of his band. That right. nigga need to mumble some with some Casanat. <laughs> right. All right, we got any comments we have? Um, Kadaro says that Mad Dog Twenty Twenty was the best three dollar high back in the day. <laughs> I'll never know it again. <laughs> what a time, though. Let's see. Kendall says, good morning, y'all. The image looks nice and crispy today. Oh, thanks. Oh, great. Okay. Appreciate it. Hey. Okay, Akila says, um, oh, this is from before. She says, there's so much more out there for all. It's a combination of escaping, discovering, exploring, growing, and learning. She talking about traveling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so thankful and grateful that I'm able to do this and this is slight. I'd love to travel with y'all, Bimo. And Lady of the House, let me know. Or hashtag let me know. And then she said dinosaurs, robots, and worked with their hands. Huh? Mm. Dinosaurs. Ro- oh, boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Oh, uh, that was, was like, like taboo. Yeah, huh? I was like, ah, boys. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely boyhood. And then Kadaro says, that was much needed, bro. Reminded me of the cousin weekends we used to have. Oh, my right? God. <laughs> oh, my. Just playing. <laughs> God. Uh, oh, man. What a time. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember very specific times staying at my aunt's house. I wonder if she's watching right now because she's definitely about to learn some things. <laughs> uh, I might have been like. I remember very specific times. I remember one time I was like eight and we was all playing PlayStation. Uh, and then they had closed the door and I asked all my cousins, can I cuss now? <laughs> uh, uh, there was another time, I think it was like, I think it was after my grandfather's death, which I want to say I was in college, but I wasn't 21. I might've been a freshman. And um, uh, yeah, late, late that night, man, we played a drinking game. I was 19, all of them was grown, so they knew how to drink. Man, I was in there drunk. <laughs> oh, my God. I was in there drunk and had to sleep on the couch. <laughs> Great times. And Kendall says, too serious. That's why I appreciate y'all. You talk about heavy topics, but never stop smiling. Oh, yeah, thanks. we try. I try, we yeah. try to keep it trauma-free. We right. try to keep it trauma-free. Trauma relief, I should say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because yeah. you know what I'm saying? The black existence, you know, to a certain degree, it's going to be what it is. Right. That's the last comment? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's do this then. It's time for you to vote on the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week. All right, this is a very important task. Now, the people have a vote, and then the lady of the house has 99 votes. So I definitely want to hear your vote, but here are our nominees. From Tuesday, we have, you can play the video if you want to, and mute it, mute the video, and have me keep talking. Oh, Lord, okay. Too much? <laughs> No, I got it. <laughs> okay. From Tuesday, we have the students of the Booker T. Washington High School for Perfor- Visual and Performing Arts. They're nomin- they're being nominated for uh, bombastically celebrating black culture. I believe in this one dance you can see 65 years and nine regions. I believe that they highlight the importance of triangulating black culture while also being academic scholars while under the scrutiny of not being academic scholars. 
We appreciate the folks at Booker T. Washington High School for the performing and visual arts because they married the two, academics and visual arts. And when I watched this video, I was like, damn, this shit cool. <laughs> damn, this shit cool. This is not something that I would have thought to do when I was in high school. If anything, when I was in high school, the kids who did this, bullied, yeah. marginalized. Because to be different would have been disastrous. In Mississippi, if you'd have been dancing in a lunchroom like this, they'd have called you something that rhymed with baguette. Let's just say that. <laughs> And for our second nominee, sweetheart, for the second nominee, I would like to nominate Kai Sinat for reinvigorating Black Boy Joy, for just showing the black press, black media, that there is a way to be a media outlet that's not so serious while also allowing someone to be them full selves and bringing a smile to a nigga face who was probably stressed the fuck out. By the time you see Offset at the uh, at the Colorado game the next day, it's all teeth. <laughs> it's all teeth, all smiles, man. And that's not usually the case you see when someone is on a press run. So I appreciate the joy. I probably some things under the covers and under the mattress that we still got to work on for you, Kai. But you are inspiring black boy joy. There is a place for youth, sincerity, and seriousness. But at the same time, Wake that nigga up with a pot of water to the face. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, eat too much cereal in the middle of the day. You know what I'm saying? Scream and yell for no reason. <laughs> Fuck up some cars in the street. It's okay. We got insurance. That's what we paying for. We appreciate you guys and I. So, I want to hear from the Wake and Bake with Bimo Nights. Who is your vote for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week and also Lady of the House? You had one more earlier. Who yeah. I have? Um, the 16 HBCUs. Oh! <laughs> Oh, thank you, sweetheart. See, 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 see. I did. So as we were talking, I think I talked about it right before we got on the show. Another nominee would be these 16 historically black colleges and universities who have a total of a $13 billion deficit of funding in comparison to the other universities around the corner. Yet and still, all 16 of the universities have thrived, survived, and progressed. Six of these universities are R2 institutions and could be R1 institutions. Sweetheart, FAMU is on this list. Mm -hmm. FAMU is actually number three on uh, with the US Today's uh, top HBCUs. Mm -hmm. There is an argument that FAMU should be our greatest HBCU. Yeah. Cause Spelman don't got no band. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> Spelman don't got no band. <laughs> what? You know what they call the yard at fam? What? The patch. Wow. That's so much cooler. <laughs> the colors are cool. Uh, green and orange. <laughs> I remember one time I did visit FAM. Now, I, I graduated high school in Tallahassee. I visited FAM's dorm room and was like, woof. <laughs> woof, man. You know what's crazy? Didn't Stephen A. graduate from FAM? I, I think so. I think Stephen A. Smith, no, or North Carolina. I can't remember one of those. One of those. But yeah, FAM is the number three HBCU in the nation. There is an argument that in this uh, uh, alternate timeline of blackness, is this uh, uh, this Afro universe per se, uh, Afro multiverse, excuse me, 
that FAMU and FAMU, a state-supported school, is competing directly with Spelman, a privately founded school. And those ideals are more clashing, are the new clash instead of the Booker T. Washington uh, technical um, mechanical university versus W.B. Du Bois liberal arts university and this multi-Afroverse, we actually have a debate against uh, black founded schools Mm -hmm. that have been supported by the state and privately founded schools that have been supported by private money. That is a cool conversation. Because what is the difference between Spelman and FAM? What is the difference between Howard and Tennessee State? Like, or Howard and Morgan? Like, what is the difference other than we have this pejorative in our mind that these schools are better? Are they better because they're private institutions? What happens if the state was actually supposed to do what it's supposed to do? Right. And the state was supposed to give us $13 billion in 30 years? That's crazy. (laughs) Right. So those are the numbers. Should I read the 16, the 16 name? I'm going to read it one time. Just one time, though. Uh, Alabama A&M, University of Arkansas, Pine Bluff. Florida A&M University, an R2 school. Fort Valley State University. Kentucky State University. Southern University and, uh, Southern University and A&M College in Louisiana. R2 school. Southern is an R2 school. Wow. Southern is, in, excuse me, Southern is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Great band. Yeah. Uh, University of Maryland Eastern Shore, R2 School. Alcorn State University in Mississippi. Alcorn State University in Mississippi. Mississippi is the 49th smartest state. Think about that for a second. Langston University in Oklahoma. Lincoln University in Missouri. Lincoln University is in Jeff City, Missouri, one of my hometowns. If they had been part of that $13 billion, Lincoln University could have been a beacon for blackness in Jeff City. I had to write about that. That's a different alternate black universe. Interesting. Uh, South Carolina State University, Tennessee State University, which has been given 250 of a promised $500 million, when in actuality it's $2 billion. <laughs> also an R2 University, Prayer View A&M University in Texas, also an R2 University, Virginia State University, North Carolina A&T University, also an R2 University. These are my Paul Rhodes and Negroes of the week. Let me hear your considerations. Um, and I want to hear the votes from the people. Um, what was the first one? Uh, the first one was from last week, which is are the kids from oh, the, yeah. uh, Booker T. Washington High School for perform- Visual and Performing Arts. Okay, um, great nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the kids can dance, yep. clearly. Yep. <laughs> that takes some skill, talent. Um, and they're also well educated, so that's that's not even a concern. Okay. Um, I I don't really see anything wrong with. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with them. Okay. Okay. Second um, nominee was Kai Sinat. Okay. Kai, what he's doing is important for black men mm-hmm. um, or black people in general I mm, he is 2021 so it'll be interesting to see how he continues to grow and develop okay uh, does that mean you want to 
you want to do the rare pause nomination? Hmm. Because you did that with Ben Crump, and then the next week he got the he got the he got the win. He did. Well, I don't, I don't. Well, Kai's not problematic, is he? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll pause him. Okay. Okay. And then we have uh, the sixteen HBCUs. Yeah. That's tough, sweetheart. The youth <laughs> right. versus the HBCUs. That's tough. Come on, sweetheart. Mm. Where you leaning? What you leaning on? Damn. You know what? Maybe I'm going to go. Mm, I'm going I'm to go with the HBCUs. Tell me why. Only because the youth <laughs> will hopefully end up in these HBCUs. Okay, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Support the HBCUs and the youth will go there. Right. Did you read me a stat that what four of them this mm-hmm. is that video is from last year, right? Yeah. Uh and four of them went to Howard or four graduates from the class of twenty twenty two went to Howard. Yeah, and nice. there's there's other HBCUs too. I think Alcorn was on there. Nice. Um I feel like Southern was also on there. But yeah, they yeah. Oh, wow. Several of them went to HBCUs. Nice. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Have the people voted? Anybody vote? Mm, not that I can see. Boom, boom, boom. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what would your vote be? What would my vote be? Uh, man, I'm so biased because when I see kids perform, I'm just I'm just like whatever. You got it. Former teacher, former after school mentor. Like the end goal is still to create a functional program that gets rid of some of these systemic issues that are barriers for some of our black students. When I talked to Pizze yesterday, Pizze just graduated from the as a graduate from the uh, Rhode Island School of Design. Mm Mm-hmm. Pizze said the first time he walked into the lab and saw all the tools and resources that they had in one place, it's like his life flashed before his eyes. Mm-hmm. He was like the kid, uh, the kid who used to dream about making things and like manufacturing things, like that kid popped back up. Yeah. Um, and so I have when I see kids who have those access to tools, because what they what these kids don't know from the Booker T. Washington High School of Visual and Performing Arts, what they've been taught, but they have never witnessed is that at one point performing as a black person was physically dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that transformed into a social and cultural practice of marginalizing those <clears throat> who participated in black art. So to see them express what I consider 65 years in nine regions of blackness and with, within one dance, that just gets me, man. I just, I think about the instructors. I think about how much buy-in that you have to have from a student, from a young person, <clears throat> from a person whose body is rapidly changing by the minute to invest them into something that is greater than themselves to act as a team. Like it's so much maturity and physical intelligence that it takes to do these things. Right. And if you haven't, 
if you don't know that, you should try. Go to a dance class and try to learn a full routine. And you'll realize very quickly, it takes a different type of intelligence, not physical skill, my nigga. It <laughs> takes a different type of intelligence to memorize a full choreographed routine and then be able to teach it and then be able to emote through it then be able to constantly produce it and produce it and produce it. It's crazy to me. Yeah, it uses a different part of your brain. <clears throat> it does. It's completely different. Completely different part of your brain. So that... You know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm just head over heels for that. But you know, that would be my vote. I get half a vote though. Um, Kodaro says, congrats to PZ. Yeah, shout out to my man PZ. Mm-hmm. I need your vote though, sweetheart. I gave you one. What is it? Oh, the 16 HBUs? Yeah. <laughs> okay, my bad. So we have oh, do we get any other votes? No votes? Mm-mm. Okay. So then I guess the people agree. The Paul Robeson? Negroes of the week <laughs> for their valiant resistance against a $13 billion deficit. And I dare you to name me another institution that has grown exponentially, that has created the boundaries, that has created the margins, that has created the space that we call black intellectualism and black imagination. I dare you to name me another institution, $13 million in deficit, still be able to do that. Y'all are Paul Robeson Negroes a week. We could, my, my God. <laughs> Countless presidents, trustees, students, Y'all did that. Mm-hmm. Y'all did that. Small shout out to President Joe Biden. All right, sweetheart. <laughs> do we have any? Oh, it's time. It's time. It's time for the burning question. <laughs> Just a small one. Just a small one. Just a small one. I'd like to think that Kamala Harris is actually taking over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hear the conservatives say that Joe Biden is senile. And that he is, him saying he's no good. Then I'm like, if y'all really believe that, who do you think's running the nation right now? Who do you think <laughs> has gotten all these new jobs? Who do you think is investigating black maternal health? Who do you think is sending these letters to these governors talking about y'all owe us money? Like, <laughs> who do you think is growing the economy? Is it the dead dude or is the person who who's probably in charge? You know, whatever. Yeah, anything to give a black woman credit. <laughs> anything but to give a black Sweetheart. woman credit. I saw. The vice president for CBC Week, uh, she be having these house parties. I got to get myself to the vice. I'm manifesting meeting the vice president. She had a, uh, she had an event at our house yesterday. It was an event for black visual artists. And she had some of my favorite Instagram people in there. Yeah. She had RxMan in there. You know RxMan? Mm-mm. He be making like tarot cards and like the the black surreal space, like oh man, oh, wow. I don't have one. I need to get a piece of his. <clears throat> I love him so much. But yeah, they were there. All right, it's time for the burning question for the road. Go ahead, sweetheart. Uh. How can you find your black boy joy? Oh, 
And that's not me asking, what do you do, you know? Okay, can I ask you a question to help me clarify the question? Okay. We spend a lot of time together. Yeah. Maybe 24 hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) Except yesterday. It's not all the time, but yeah, on average, yeah. On average, 24 hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you witness me having joy? At times. (laughs) What, What are you laughing at? When am I having joy? When you're watching something specific. I don't want to put your business out there. No, put, put, put my business out there. Go ahead. You can put my business out there. Uh, what's it called? First Things First? Oh, man. I love First Things First, man. <laughs> what a show, man. Dude. What a show. Yeah, see, so you get a good laugh. Okay. Also, we, go ahead. Go. Wait, what? No, keep going. I was going to say, like, um, when you're talking to your friends, your people, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Let me ask you the heart of Okay. Do you witness me having systemic joy? Systemic joy? Systemic joy. Like, are you joyful every day? Like, are there are there systems of joy in my in my life? I'd say so. Okay, for sure. Um Okay. So I can answer your question now. Okay. The question is, how do I find my black boy joy? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to decide if I should put the things that I do in there, like the things that we create. Like, I have a lot of fun talking to you, <laughs> but like, does that include the show? Is that joy or is this labor? Or are they different? Or are they the same? If it brings you joy, then... I love labor. I tell niggas all the time, man. I Man, I tell niggas all the time, I gots to be a descendant from a field nigga. I gots to be. Because, like, the... The... The fulfillment I get from move... Not, I'm not talking metaphors now. From physically moving one thing to another place, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Like, the physical enjoyment that I get from fixing a thing... Or, or like doing a whole lifting a whole bunch of heavy things I picked watermelon for a summer like that type of shit is like exciting <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have a very positive connection to labor don't like capitalism but I do enjoy labor it's hmm. interesting I'm like I'm a doer yeah but also my hands soft as shit, so I'm also a thinker. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is what it is. How do I find my how do I find my black boy joy? There's a there's a sense of ignorance in there. Hmm. Like uh today is Thursday, right? Yeah. I probably will try to separate myself from anything like extra, extra black for a couple of days. Because okay. my heart get to racing, and then that's the first thing I think about. Then I'm dreaming about that coach. <laughs> <laughs> dreaming about that coach from BS High. That nigga gives me nightmares. 
think about that in comparison to the person who was teaching them kids at Booker T at the Booker T school. Right. And like someone of dancing. who was right. Someone who can seduce that type of behavior out of children for their personal benefit is gross. Right. It's gross. That nigga should be in jail with my high school history teacher for seducing students. <laughs> Woo indeed, sweetheart. Woo indeed. No, no, no. Don't excuse him. <laughs> I'm playing. Um, yeah, I find my. How do I, did I answer the question? Yet? I, uh, I don't know. There's a sense of ignorance and separation from the traumas of blackness. Um, I don't know if I I don't know now I'm getting sad do I have joy or do I just escape from trauma uh oh and they got quiet <laughs> uh -oh. Uh -oh. so do does I it have joy or do I just escape from does that mean you need to do more things to bring you joy? Like, would you say moving things, lifting, or like moving things from one place to another? Laborious tasks. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do more labor so I can find joy. But not like working. Working is contributing to capitalism. Right. Labor is something else. Right. True. True. I haven't built nothing in a while. Okay. Or like we've done like I think the last the last thing that was like a multi-step physical project is when we made them tapes for digging through the crates, I think. Or no no. Uh the vinyls for Jada's wall. Yeah. And this whole yeah, the whole Jada thing in general. Mm hmm The live edging and everything. Uh that was crazy. That was mm -hmm. actually crazy. That was actually yeah. crazy. No, that was crazy. Yeah. That was almost a year ago now. Mm-hmm. We've done some magazine things, but they've been very small. So yeah, maybe I do need to I think I need to do something. Need to make something. Yeah. Yeah. It's about that time. Get your creative juices flowing. Yeah. When I was a kid in fifth grade, I was convinced that I was gonna be an origami dude. I just knew it. I love folding paper. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to make all types of shit with just like paper. I used to make little birds and planes. And like one time I made uh, like claws uh, that you could put on your fingers and like scratch at people. Did y'all used to do that? <laughs> we used to make origami, but not, not the little claws. Oh yeah, we made little claws and I made one for my whole hand. I made a boat. Uh, the uh, You knew as you do the egg drop. Yeah, I I made my egg drop out of uh, origami stuff. Oh wow! And my egg broke. But I didn't care. I was like, I just wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to fold some shit. You know what I mean? Get fucked. The assignment. The assignment was to 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 examine why the egg broke, not to keep your egg safe. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> I know why it's gonna break. Gravity, nigga. <laughs> hey, now let me build something. Mm. We got any comments, sweetheart? Uh, Kodaro says, definitely a black boy joy moment. We all met back in 2017, 2018 at the 202 Creates program. And to see us thrive in our own space and. Oh, you got, you missed the end? Man, it just says, and it's 
I'm looking on my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, and... Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Oh, Wait, read yeah. it again? Read it again? Read it again? What the... <laughs> uh, definitely a black boy joy moment. We all met back in 2017, 2018 at the 202 Creates program. And to see us thrive in our own space and... Look at us now. Yeah. Look at us. Uh, Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. Who would have thought? Look at us. This is crazy. All right, sweetheart. That means it's time to go. Construction man is here. I appreciate y'all joining this week. Uh, we'll have the article on our Paul Ropes and Negro of the Week who are the 16 universities who have thrived regardless of being $13 billion underfunded. Wow. What a story. Right. How? <laughs> right. That's it. I'm about to text you. That's it. That's the miniseries. Mm-hmm. How? How? <laughs> how, how? The survival of HBCUs. All right, we'll see y'all on Tuesday, y'all. Uh, make sure you come to, if you're in the area, make sure you come to the New Blueprint Parlor, which is happening on September 30th, right here at the Small Wooden Box. Not right here, because we're not in the Small Wooden Box. At the Small Wooden Box on September 30th, 12 to 4. Be on time as possible. We'll have free drinks and pre-rolls before noon, so make sure you show, I mean, before 2, so make sure you show up in time. Uh, If you want to make a little money, also show up around 1 o'clock. It'll be a great time. We're going to have a good time. Um, yeah, so pull up, subscribe to the new Blueprint newsletter, Kadaro. We appreciate you for subscribing today. Rochelle, we'll get you right on Tuesday. I promise. Jordan, take us out with a little Black Boy Joy. So apropos for the day. Right. <laughs> tell a friend to tell a friend. Listen, like, subscribe. Good morning. This blunt just keep going out, man. Hold on. Uh, Don't let this feeling slip away. Oh. City, yeah, happy, happy feelings. Breaking Beverly, you may don't, don't be amazed. amazed. Find yourself, learn your joys and pain. Live your voice and sing. Your voice. The sounds in your heart, don't you worry about a thing. And don't forget your lyrics. This is a reminder of joy every time you hear it. Just learn about this joy. Smile, you can wear it. Say, just want you to share it. Let love lose, don't fear it. Just that black boy joy. Black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. One more time, get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. Where I was raised, black boys was being destroyed. I grew up a black boy, they I stole my joy. Nobody put on my neck, so I do it for Floyd. Do it for Tamir Rice and for the underemployed. For the ones that gave back, communicated, deployed. I want to give you a rope so that you can abort. I want to give you a hope so that you can avoid having to be a black man without no black boy joy. So get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. One more time, get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy, get up again. Black boy joy through all the pain. Black boy joy, say it again. For 
us, it's easier to go to jail than to go to college. Rather us be entertainers than be getting knowledge. They funded our own genocide. The word is power. Killing niggas in every song. I think it's coward. Easier to act tough when you and I because the world incriminates us. Cause we and I, are we afraid of our own kind? And it's really wild. I think they got us backwards, but I figured out it's easier to fit in than it is to stand out. So I'm black boy joy when I'm cruising around. And I'm black boy joy fresh hitting the town. And I'm black boy joy dancing clean in the house. And I'm black boy joy when I go for a hike. Been black boy joy since I was riding a bike. My son black boy joy and that's crazy to me. I was miserable growing up. I really hated it, G. But the world is much bigger than I was able to see. So get this black boy joy up on your brain. This black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy get up again. And black boy joy through all the pain. And black boy joy say it again. One more time. Get this black boy joy up on your brain. Let this black boy joy get you some game. Black boy joy get up again. And black boy joy through all the pain. And black boy joy say it again. Smile.